0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Field of Screams Podcast. Today we will be talking about Jason X. Jason X was made because basically the label of the company, they were in the works of making Freddy vs. Jason. It was teased and Jason goes to hell, you know, Freddy's glove popping out of the ground, but they couldn't get a script to work. So while they were working this out, they are like, huh, let's just make another... Friday the 13th movie, or I guess I should say Jason movie. Because remember, when when the company bought the rights to this franchise, they bought the rights to Jason, not the name Friday the 13th. So that's why we have Jason X. Jason X, Jason Goes to Space. I mean, this movie has elements of Friday the 13th. There's some moments to where it feels like it's part of an alien movie. We also, I, I felt like I kind of got Star Trek vibes a little bit. Um, I don't know why. Maybe Star Wars. Maybe there, there's just space elements to this movie mixed with Friday the 13th. It's an interesting movie. I did like the beginning of the movie, how it starts off in a Camp Crystal Lake research facility. And our, our final girl, Rowan... She's kind of in charge of making sure Jason's all locked up. I mean, they got him all shackled up with a thousand locks, you know, on top of this platform. Um, He looks pretty locked down, but he later gets out because a security guard who is just staring at him throws a blanket over his head, and I guess it irritates him, and it happens in a cutaway scene. But of course, Jason kills him and puts him in the shackles instead. Um, we find this out because there's this greedy scientist who... There's, there was an interesting part of the dia- dialogue. He says they were interested in the way that Jason could heal and regenerate his skin. Which kind of gives a, a little purpose for the franchise. Because yeah, Jason's been through a crap ton. Um, for him to still be standing at this point is incredible. So, scientists would be after him this Seems completely realistic to me. Jason has a showdown with his troops. Of course he takes care of them, no problem. And him and Rowan kind of have a standoff. She shoots a shotgun at him, which puts him in this little chamber. There's a scientific word for it, but it escapes my mind. But it's basically this freezing chamber. And Rowan does something really dumb. I mean, she knows how dangerous Jason is throughout the movie. She's like, he is a killing machine. You cannot trust him. But during this scene, after she has him all locked up while he has his machete, she walks up to the door while it's freezing for whatever reason. And he stabs her. And then they both freeze because the freezing elements gets into the room, which locks on its own once the freezing stuff gets out. So they both get frozen in time, and then this is how we get our movie, because a spaceship full of people go down into this facility, and they pick both her and Jason up. Now the ship that picks them up has a bunch of characters in it, and surprisingly a lot of them have a lot of dialogue to where you can kind of like them as characters. Um, It was very nice. Before I get introduced to them, though, I do want to establish the plot line of how they were able to bring back Rowan and Jason. Actually, yeah, no, no, no. The, the nanobots, the little technology they have. Um, I thought they called them ants in the movie. Maybe they called them some name. I thought I heard the word ants. They look like ants. But, I mean, I guess that's what nanobots are. But they go in and they repair Rowan so that she's as good as new. Um, and they are kind of fixing up Jason, or at least looking at him, um, until he's resurrected. Now this is a clever plotline because it brings back our final girl. It brings back Jason. And it also helps, later on in the film, get Uber Jason. Um, it's a nice little final send-off for the 10th movie, which, it's already in space. It's already kind of ridiculous. Um, it's kind of clever. They set it in the future like this because... They had Freddy vs. Jason in mind. They weren't sure what was going to happen to Jason in that movie. And they kind of said they didn't want to mess up the timeline of Jason. Which it kind of makes me laugh. It's like, you don't want to mess up the timeline of a Jason movie? Come on. But anyways, it was clever. Now I want to talk about characters with this film. Um, Because I'm just going to jump right from the get-go. Um, there's a lot of characters, but I'm gonna just list off some that stand out to me or stood out to me. Um and the very first one was Azriel, I think that was his name. Um and this guy right away, when he he goes down and finds the bodies with the crew, you can tell he's just the doofus in the group. He's kinda like a stereotypical stoner kid. He's like, oh man, and Whenever they bring out Jason, he's extremely clumsy. Things are sticking to his hands, um, and Jason's body falls and slices off his arm right from the get go, um, and establishes the kind of mood of this film. Um, and it made me laugh. He's like, "Oh, my arm, it's ruined," and they're like, "No, it's not." Um, and they like put a drug on it, and they're like, "We'll we'll heal that up. We you know we got future technology. We got the nanobots, um, which they do." And when they drug him up, he's just like, oh. But also when they pick up Jason, they see his hockey mask. And some of the crew, they're like, what's that thing on his face? And one of them's like, it's a hockey mask. And they're like, what's a hockey mask? And then the android who's in this film, they explain, they're like, oh, it was used in a sport called hockey. Which has been outlawed in 2024. So hopefully this movie doesn't remain true and hockey is not outlawed this year. The next big character that stood out to me was Professor Lowe. He is a professor on the ship. He took a bunch of students to go with him. They're looking for artifacts on Earth, I'm guessing. Um, but Professor Lowe, he starts off, you know you know, he's the captain. But literally, like, as this movie gets about 15 minutes in, you're like, okay. Professor Lowe is not the good guy in this film. He's talking about, I need the money. And he, like, Skypes this, like, guy who can't get up, like, yeah, ha- this guy's, like, weak as crap, and he's like, oh, why are you Skyping me, oh, I'm so tired, oh, and then he's like, oh, I need money, and guess who I found, like, I, I found these two bodies, they're over 400 years old, and the, the-, the guy's like, oh, you think I give a crap, ah. but then he's kind of like, wait, is one of them Jason Voorhees, and he basically talks about how he's an infamous killer. And he's like, there, there's a lot of money in him probably. And Professor Lowe's like, oh, I, I need money. And then you're kind of like, oh, so this guy, he's, he's not very good. And to top it off, I mean, before we get to the showdown of where Professor Lowe's like, oh, we need to keep Jason alive. There's a scene that introduces another character. That character is Janessa, who is one of his students. She pops up, and she's like, I need a good grade on a quiz. And what she does, I mean, this scene, it's, again, right from the get-go. She has this, like, steel clamp, and she's, like, clamping his nipple in bed until he has an orgasm. Um, Completely random scene. It made me laugh. It's, It's out there. I mean, to be honest, to go back to the character Janessa, I like the character Janessa. Um, she's got an attitude, um, but she does her best to get out of these situations. She's always has some quip to go with the situation. She she was a fun character. So, with being greedy, and by greedy, I mean the guy that he Skyped with, he's like, Oh, are you going to share any money with your students? And he sh- he gives this comment, like, <laughs> The learning experience will be enough for them. So he's not going to share any of the money with them. Um, So if that doesn't tell you he's wrong. And he also messes around with one of his students. If if that doesn't tell you he's in the wrong. When Jason's finally brought back to life. Which I'll get to that in a second. um, When he's brought back to life. The guy who's in charge of the ship. Sergeant... Broadkey, there's some weird names in this movie. He's basically going, You gotta keep him alive, you gotta keep him alive, and Brokey's like, No, we're gonna we're gonna light him up because Jason's already killing people like crazy. Um, and again, Professor Lowe's like, Oh, please keep him alive, and of course Jason literally later sneaks up on the group and he corners Professor Lowe, and Jason just looks at him for a second. He has a futuristic machete, which is kind of cool. Futuristic weapons. I mean, the budget isn't the highest tier, but I mean, they do the best they can. But then Jason finds his old machete. And Professor Lowe turns around and he's like, oh, guys, it's fine. He just wanted his old machete. (laughs) And then Jason kills him. So that's the end of Professor Lowe there. Next we have the characters Kinsa and Stoney. Okay, and Stoney's... Only role in this movie is Kinza and Stoney are, they're definitely a couple. I mean, while they're in the lab, they're in the lab with Adrian, who I liked Adrian a lot. She was kind of a serious character. I wish they had her in longer. But she gets the coolest death, so I guess she can't complain. But Kinza and Stoney, they go to a room and they start making love right about the same time that Professor Lowe's getting his nipple clamped. Um, And while they're making love, Kinsa orgasms. And when she does, the sound of that is what brings Jason back to life. Um, The movie's very aware. It's funny. Especially moments like this. Like, it just makes you chuckle. Like, oh my gosh. It's just, it's out there. But yeah, Jason uh, wakes up. And poor Adrian... You know, she's done such a good job. Maybe I'm giving her too much praise. She wasn't in the movie very long. Um, But Jason wakes up, shoves her face in this... I don't know what it's called, but once he shoves her face in it, it freezes her face instantly. He yanks her back out and shatters her face against the um, shelf. Um, It's a very cool kill. It's a very famous kill. If there's a kill... That is known in this movie. It is Adrian's death. Um, it's even talked about in Mythbusters. Um, that's how popular it was. Jason then sneaks up on Stoney and Kinsa. And he instantly kills Stoney. And poor Kinsa. After this moment. She is just out of it. She's losing it. Um, it's hard to blame her. Her boyfriend gets slashed right in front of her. His blood splatters all over her. In um, the MPAA, They were actually really lenient. ...towards Jason X. Uh, maybe they learn their lessons with the right listen, guys. We've been hard on them for the past nine movies. Maybe we'll take it easy on them for the tenth one. You know, give, give them a little break. Um... But yeah. She's completely out of it. Um, and as this movie goes, um, there's literally a part... ...like all the other characters need through this door... ...and she's having this mental breakdown... ...um... And she freaks out and she gets on like this escape ship. And when she goes to fly it, it's still attached to the main ship. And she completely just crashes it. Like she drives it like 10 feet and crashes it and explodes. Um, It's so quick. It's so dumb. I cracked up when it happened. I don't know if it was supposed to be intentionally funny, um, but I personally found it very funny. There's a lot of futuristic elements in this movie. One of them, there's like a training ground. Um, Asriel is there with another guy. Um, And they're there training. And Jason comes into the training field. And they think it's like part of the program. So they're just laughing. And Jason actually like slices them up while they're in training mode. Which is like virtual. Um, And both of them kind of get mad. And they're like, quit training and like the program stops but Jason's still there and Azriel's like what what the heck man like Azriel's annoying I personally I thought I did not like him as a character um, and when he met his demise I was pretty happy I didn't want Azriel running around with the final members um, of this movie so once that happened I again pretty happy and this kind of sets off to where the crew knows that Jason's on the ship, so they send all these like soldiers on the ship or the grunts. They got all these big guns, and of course Jason Jason takes them out one by one. I'm not gonna go too much into the scene, but there is a great moment where Jason takes one of the soldiers and throws him on this like gigantic screw-looking thing sticking out of the floor, um, and he gets impaled by it. It was a pretty cool death, um, but then he's like spinning down the screw, which I'm like, how does that work? Um, but one of the soldiers goes by and they're like, what's the status of him? And she like takes her radio and she goes, he's screwed. Um, pretty funny moment. It's corny, but I, I still enjoyed it. There's two other characters I want to talk about, but before I do, I want to talk about our final girl, Rowan. Um, her and Jason have a very cool beginning of this movie. Uh, I like it. It sets them up for conflict As soon as it starts and you see that both of them get carried onto the ship, you know that those are the two forces that will be going at each other. Um, But I personally found Rowan kind of a bland final girl. She has a pretty dumb line where she picks up one of the futuristic, I would say rifle, but I'm just going to call it a gun because it looks too big to be a rifle. And one of the people are like, Whoa, do you even know how to use that? And she's like, yeah, it's just like riding a bike. Once you learn how to do it, you know how to do it forever. And I was like, what? Nah, that wouldn't fly with me. Like, if I was on that ship, I would question that a little bit more. You've been frozen for 400 years and technology has advanced so much. You know, picture what weapons were like 400 years ago from today. Um, a lot different. So, you know, her just making this claim, I, I, I don't know. I mean... Maybe guns haven't changed all that much from 400 years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. No, what am I talking about? Like, that that's forever ago. Yeah. No, someone from 400 years ago would not be able to pick up, like, a brand new weapon in today's day and age and use it perfectly fine and say, like, oh, it's like riding a bike. No, that's that's a pretty dumb line. Um, there's not a whole lot that makes Rowan stick out. Um, personally... I like Janessa a little more. I kind of wish Janessa would have made it all the way to the end. Um, but you know a character like her, and especially in scary movies, like they're not going to make it far. Um, but I was rooting for her. Um, but yeah, Rowan, I just found her to be kind of iffy as the final girl. The next two characters I'm going to talk about, uh, Sunaran and KM14, which I feel like I have to bring them up together. Um, KM-14 is an android. Um, it's kind of just like Alien. Um, that's what I meant about alien elements of Alien. Is, you know, there's kind of that android that looks exactly like a person, but they are, like, part robot. Um, and then another moment that was like Alien was when the soldiers or grunts were looking for Jason. Um, and they were, you know, doing that little battle. But sooner on, and KM-14 have a relationship. Um, and when... Janessa calls him out on it. He's like, "It's not like that." He like freaks out. Um, but it is like that. I mean, he literally put boobs on this android, and she wanted them. Um, in his defense, but it's just like, still like, if you're, come on, man, like it is like that. You guys are tongue locking later in this movie. Um, they have a relationship, and sooner on kind of looks like Andrew Garfield um, when I watched it. I kind of had to do a double take to make sure it wasn't Andrew Garfield. I don't know, in my opinion, he looks just like him. Um, but yeah, they're a pairing. Um, KM14, she has some very B.A. scenes in this movie. I mean, she's running and gunning. And when Jason's in his original form, she literally takes him out. She blows him to smithereens. But the clever plot line with the little nanobots, they bring him back. And it's kind of a cool teasing moment. It's like there's not enough flesh to bring him back. And I think it says like infusing metal. Um, and then that's how we get Uber Jason. Um, again, very cool moment in this film. But you got to give credit where credit's due. KM-14 had a very awesome sequence where she's just gunning Jason down. As we get later in this movie, um, some sequences that are important. Um... Sergeant Brokey, he does get stabbed, but this dude is like the roach of the film. You know that one character that's always so hard to kill. That's that's him. That's Broke. Um He gets stabbed. You think he's dead. They kind of like carry carry him along, but as scary movies tend to do, like when the movie goes on long enough, the character almost like forgets his former wounds, um, and he helps patch up the electrical work that's needed to. Help them escape this ship. Um, unfortunately, Janessa does not get a happy ending. Uber Jason, he's tearing through walls and doors by this part of the film. Um, and one of them, like, he punches a hole in the ship to where it's like sucking everything out in space. And part of the crate flies up and gets stuck there. And as soon as you see the crate, you're like, okay, someone's going through it. Um, and of course, everyone goes over except poor, poor Janessa. And her last words are, This really sucks. And then she flies through it. So Janessa's gone. The final moment I gotta give a shout out to is they are trying to run away from Jason. Jason's about to enter the cockpit while this other ship is trying to get there and attach this little like safety thing so they can cross onto the other ship. Because this ship's about to explode. And they set up this like diversion, this program, to distract Jason. And it takes him back to Camp Crystal Lake. And while he's there, he's walking around. And he sees Sooneron Andrew Garfield. That's not Andrew Garfield. But it looks like him. Um, they see him, though. And then they're like, we need another distraction. So they send these two girls that are holograms. That are just chilling there on the lake. And Jason walks up to them. And they have these sleeping bags. And the girls are like. All we want to do is smoke weed. And have premarital sex. Um, And it's a play on you know. The typical things that happen in Friday the 13th movies. And of course that makes Jason very mad. Um, So the next sequence we see. Is him just slamming them. In their sleeping bags. He swings one against a tree. It's pretty funny. It's a funny moment. Um, but yeah, and then the conclusion of the movie happens. Brokey comes back in a suit. He looks really cool in the suit. Um, Rowan, Sooner on, and the head of KM-14, because she cannot take on Uber Jason. He's indestructible by this point. They escape. The ship explodes. Jason has one final moment to where he's lurching at the rescue ship. But Brokey flies through space... And tackles him. And they're both flying back to Earth. Which one thing made me wonder. Um, Professor Lowe said that all life on Earth is dead. Um, But whenever Brokey, he literally sends Jason back down to Earth. Um, And we see this couple. And it's a funny ending. But it just doesn't match up with what Professor Lowe says. Um, There's a couple there. And they see Jason falling from the sky. They think it's like a shooting star. And they're like, what was that? And the girl says that. What was that? Um, and the guy's like, I don't know, but it landed in the lake. Let's go check it out. Um, and it's just a cool ending to this movie. To wrap up this review, I will say Jason X, it's a lot better than what I remember it being. Um, I remember kind of lumping it in with Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason Goes to Hill and um, is you know, the downward spiral of the franchise. Um, which they, they are pretty silly by this point. This movie is very silly. Um, but it it knows it's silly. Um, and I think it plays it very well. Um, I, I I liked it. I enjoyed watching this movie again. Um, so yeah. It, it's a good movie. It's, it's weird. It's in space. But it's a fun time in space. So the next thing we got to do... Is Freddy vs. Jason. I've been looking forward to this ever since we hit Jason Goes to Hell. It's like, oh, I need, I need Freddy vs. Jason to kind of just bring a little more life into movies that I'm watching. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that one. Um, I recently just got done with the very first live stream on YouTube um, for this podcast. You know, the first Field of Scream podcast live stream. Um, and I will say the first five minutes I had some technical difficulties. So if you check that out and it seems like I'm just kind of rambling on um, and with a, lots of awkward pauses, um, that's why. Um, as a matter of fact, if you go to watch it after this, you can start it at five minutes and 25 seconds. Then I, By then I kind of finally found my groove and I didn't quite uh, get it all under wraps. I mean, keep in mind, I'm winging this, people. So, I mean, if you're watching it, you think it's a poor job. Hey, it was the first time. And if you're watching the first live stream, I mean, you are a trailblazer. You are a pioneer. Okay, that, that's a relic. If this channel ever explodes, you can say you were there the first time it went live. And it wasn't all perfect. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm, I'm partially joking, partially tongue-in-cheek here. Um, but if you're still here, I, I appreciate you listening. Um, feel free to give it a like, that helps out the podcast so much and gets it to other people. Um, and feel free to subscribe if you haven't already. If you are subscribed, thank you very much. Um, but you know, subscriptions, they help. They let you know when I post again. Um, so once again, thanks to everyone still listening and until next time, guys.